Well, hello, Box Hill Speech Pygmies. I'm back this week with another speech, another chapter, and another Blitzkrieg rock and roll sandcastle being stepped on by the Jeff Kennett jackboots of Roger's scrutiny. I hope you've all had a special week. I hope you made your time on Earth worthwhile in the last seven days. I hope you treated each day as though it was your last. Sitting on your elderly asses, and I mean that respectfully, watching the world spin around way out of control at a very massive rate of revolutions. Much like the time you saw Rommel's rats firing their 88s at your desert jeep as your Tommy gun mowed down Jerry Lee Lewis. Lewis gun exacting its revenge on his enemy, not seen since Peter Paradox peeped on the latest street drug he concocted on in his stool sample. Sent to the Dorovich, straight to the Dorovich like a turd mummy. Running the streets of spirited, flying, turid ghost mummies made of paranoia, LSD stools, nightmares, a thousand screaming souls and a piece of action not seen since I fired my machine gun into Steve Stevenson's hovercraft after he fled his own fake suicide. Past Wobby's World Sewerage Warfare. Past Leisureland for all the fun of the fair. The complete fun of the complete fair. And it's completely fair and I was there. So last week I mentioned that I'd smuggled my hungry white ass on the yuppie Learjet to Texas. So my house was hanging out and at the start, but unfortunately it wiggled me into a hot leather sweaty mulleted cocaine filled body into the mini cargo hold. I was prepared. I was going to take it as I could and take it any way I could. I was going to take it any which way but loose. I was going to take it easy, in other words. It was pretty small in there, but I managed not to die or fall asleep. Two achievements in my book. I woke up a large amount of time later. I felt as though I'd been frozen in time, as though I had walked out of a fairy tale into a different era or a different land or a different atmosphere. I think we were passing over the Pacific and I was busting to take the urination of a nation. So I was stuck in this tiny cargo hall and I had nowhere to go. I felt some of the suitcases and I decided to open one up and just take a, a deep down slash of piss into it, like I was being clean and orderly and like I was going out of fashion. A few hours later we hit some turbulence and unfortunately for me and everyone else there, the suitcase capsized like a drunken Mexican canoe and I was covered in my own stinky waste juice. Oh, I can tell you right now, right to your faces, the deep truth of this, that the rest of the trip was pretty unbearable as I reminded myself that after all, if I'm to be honest with myself, I'm how can I put it? Not really that special. Just a drunken stone yuppie in orbit on his way to Yankeeville. Eventually I heard the plane descend and my excitement rose like a Kunung PE teacher 
doing push-ups to his own Vietnam War anthem. I heard the plane lowering and its landing gear and suddenly, all of a sudden, we landed. As I felt the wheels touch the amazing soil of Texas, I accidentally farted a solid brick in excitement. All of the American movies I'd watched flashed in front of my eyes. Visions of hot, sexy, smiling hunks blowing away sweaty Soviet hunks with Belgian kickboxing. <coughs> Austrian machine gunning and Italian-American arm wrestling. As my mullet tingled, I pictured myself standing on stage, white suit and bloodshot eyes, singing and playing my guitar with a smoking hot Casio Casino band. Smoke machines blowing stars and stripes into my rectum, like a visit to Odyssey House for Peter Paradox pre-Reagan drug war. I waited until the yuppie and his pilots got out, then I snuck out. It had been a surprisingly rough ride for a Texas city. Not sure if we landed in Port Austin or El Pasta, or the place where that cutlish reptile had declared war on the alcoholic and smoky army. But I had landed. Here I was. As I stood on the runway, my two feet planted firmly on the ground. I was sure I was confused. And yet, was I? I don't know. I was in Texas, but there was no building. Not even a single tent or a teepee. Not even a service station or a temporary facility. Where was I? Nothing but a dirt runway? Hmm. A sign saying, welcome to Texas, and an asphalt road heading off into the distance. Bit of a stroke of luck, actually, as I had no passport. Oh well. Cop that one, Captain America. I'm illegally here, and I'm about to wreak havoc on this animal state, doing whatever the hell I like, Seppos. Beat that to the nanny go, wankers. So, I started walking down the road like a homeless Johnny Pash on his third packet of fads. Walking in the sweaty Texan night, heart beating like a Roman mercenary, face glistening in the moonlight, like a crocodile fearing Australian heading towards either Austin, Fort Worst, or Miami City like a drunk Forex drinking Stone Bogan, making his way to an ostentatious gig at the Wheeler's Hill Hotel. Five metres from when I was convinced that Peter Paradox had actually time travelled and collapsed his body into itself, his shrunken body spinning into his own vapour trail, appearing to relinquish itself into another time, his pathetic shrill screaming, I'm entering the trenches! I'm entering the song. His body gesturing at the encroaching Kaiser, spinning his noggin, spitting his Enfield and convinced that he was battling Jerry machine guns with his drunken fused skeleton. Anyway, there I was and I had to make a decision. What to do? Where to go next? Have you ever walked into your own back garden deep in the night and wondered as you stared out towards the very end, darkened in the shadow of the trees, the streetlight no longer of any use, and you ask yourself, should I go right down to the back fence? Do I dare to? Well, I dared. On I walked, 
And as I, as I entered the outskirts of whatever this Seppo town was, I could see trucks doing burnouts. Now, you, if you know me well and intimately, <laughs> you, know, you absolutely know that that got me excited. These North American Southern hillbillies were just like me. Angry, scary, full of coke-fueled fury. I saw my first Texan, a guy with a cowboy hat standing against a wall, if you can believe it. They do that in Texas. I said, G'day mate, how's Texas? He said in a southern accent, Good man. I started him, I asked him where he was, where was the pub? Where is it? I said. And he pointed me in the exact right direction. I smashed into the pub like a man on a suicide mission. Bull wang in the jungle. Everyone just stared at me. Eyes just zap, zap, zap like missiles to the engine. Now, to my surprise, everything looked the same. Yanks looked like Aussies. The bears were 4X Fosters and none wanting ale and the publican was farting like a pizza delivery man, freeing his gastric specialty into the masses, like a must-see dead body Friday night special. So, I expected more. When you, when you spend that long on a plane, you expect things to be, oh, what? Did I expect something more exotic? Well, I didn't have much time to ponder that because the next thing I know, I started sculling some Campbelltown bitters. You know Campbelltown bitters? The one in the yellow can with the picture of the nun on the front and three kids playing footy with a Ross Faulkner football in the back under the Australian sunset outside a slanting pub. Then I saw, as I knocked that back, and you know what Campbelltown bitters will do here, I started seeing dingo demons. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't a pretty sight. It was an ugly sight. A disgusting sight. The next thing I know, I was shooting roofs with the locals. Getting West Ends into me faster than I could say, let me loose on my own corpse. I'll stab myself a million times. Defecate on it before I bazooka at it. Before I feast on his papers, yeah, man. You know what I'm like. In the drunken haze, which was Texas, I was hit by a tractor, killed myself twice, then realised that I too was injured, was too injured to move. Double death and an injury. Pretty much the worst combination you can get hacked on. A doctor, some bloke named Barry Mapax, chucked me in the back of an ambulance. Full toss it was, hit the back wall like a slazenger and bounced back to health. Well, I was better, but far from getting out of there snappity snap, I did, we did laps of the town at top gear as my vomiting body hit the walls of the speeding truck. The morphine swiped my memory, and this was the beginning of the end pretty much. I mean, I was wiping my mind at a rate of five memories per second. Do the maths. I was wiping my mind, and as I did so, here's the deal. Drugs, guns, alcohol, and pizza. It was only two months later that the horrific realization occurred. I wasn't in the American state of Texas. 
I was in the pathetic Queensland town of Texas. <laughs> oh, well, I felt betrayed, I felt shocked, and into that mix, embarrassed, because there was no way I was coming back from this. I'd wasted my existence, wandering the half-empty streets of forgotten Queensland town, post-Expo 88, or 1988, as our nation entered the Guru Josh's 1990s, or 90s, and the foreboding recession approached it. Well, my mind grew weak. I left Texas on the back of a cattle train, heading for Victoria. I ended up in Geelong for a few weeks before I stole an ancient Corolla. I think in that car trip from Geelong, in that 1.5 hours or so, everything had changed. Darkness had descended over the once heroic landscape. The oppressive 90s had entered Melbourne and it was, as the video games will want to say, game over. Nothing would be the same. The amazing 90s was dead and my dreams were about to turn into nightmares. I'm actually too emotional, so I'm going to end it there, but oh, I'm sorry about that. But, uh, yeah, I'll um, up your ass, your old codgers. Have a good week. Stay, don't die, or you'll miss next week's session.